Previously on the Reconstructing Youth Ministry podcast. I think there's three main reasons that we're seeing people deconstruct from their faith. As I record this, it is August 30th, 2022. I recorded this content over the summer and had no clue that just before I was going to publish this episode on September 1st, that the news would come out that Matt Chandler has stepped aside. I left off last week saying that we were going to do a deep dive into the village church situation. And, um, man, I maybe, uh, maybe my mind has changed a little bit, or maybe I've just kind of grown soft on, um, that being the drive here. There's not been a ton of news that I've seen that's come out. Matt has been sidelined. He's not been fired. Uh, he's got a leave of absence. It has been described as disciplinary and developmental um, because they thought that his Instagram DM conversations were unwise and unguarded. Here's my disclaimer. I'm going to talk about the situation at the Village Church. And every situation is different. Um, my intention is not to apply my thoughts on the situation at the Village Church to situations that you might be walking through. I have made my opinion clear that I actually think that not only is the Village Church handling this correctly, but Matt is being honest. That's my opinion. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I don't know if I need to come out and make some big apology. I'm guessing. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And uh, But but if, if I'm correct, just from the outside looking in, it looks like the Village Church is handling this correctly and that Matt is being honest about what happened. That's actually what I want to talk about, because I think so many people are really dumbfounded by how they would rush to uh, sideline Matt when all he did was have a conversation with a woman that was not sexual in nature. And I think inherently in the mix of all this is the difference between two totally different schools of thought. Now, I, I find myself in the more conservative school of thought. I don't mean politically or even theologically. I just mean practically. When it comes down to how a, a specifically a pastor should conduct himself, um, I, I do think that DMing a woman who is not his wife was not wise, and it was unguarded. Now, I will tell you... Uh, Everyone I know that it's in that's in ministry is going to have text conversations with lots of different kinds of people. I, for instance, I'm a student minister, and so in a lot of cases, that is teenagers. Sometimes it's male or female volunteers in our student ministry. Maybe it's staff members or church members. And so we always have to be guarded about those conversations, and, and what we've learned is that Whatever the content was in those DMs, it was unguarded, unwise. They did not like uh, the familiar and frequent, well, let me say this. They did not like the frequency and the familiar tone in the DM conversations. And so uh, while I think it was right to put him on leave, um, I think that they're doing it right. Here's, Here's what I'm after, though. I don't want you to hear me say, let's cut Matt a break. Or I don't want you to hear me say, let's cut all senior pastors a break. Because as we discussed in our last episode, plenty of senior pastors are really living double standard lives. Now, 
I think that there's different levels of sin and different levels of double-mindedness and duality. And what I would say is that Matt seems to be at the uh, innocent side of the spectrum of what happened. Was it wise? No. But was it um, uh, reasons to fire him or uh, disqualify him for ministry? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. And I have plenty of friends who have been involved and are involved at churches where sinful activity is taking place, especially within the leadership. And if that's you, I just want you to know I am so, so sorry. And I want you to know that as I talk about the situation, I'm hopeful that the church can be a place of hope again and a place of healing and restoration. I know that's easier said than done. I have some friends who are walking through this right now, and it doesn't seem like it's hopeful or healing yet. And for that reason, I'm so, so sorry. But I do refuse to give up on Jesus, and that's what this podcast is all about. And if I'm not giving up on Jesus, I'm not going to give up on his church. I'll do my best to be a listening ear and a shoulder to cry on when people uh, have been hurt. Uh, I want to be a voice for the voiceless when sin needs to be confronted. But in this specific situation, I think that we're finding a, a very interesting dividing line between what people think about church, what people believe about church, what people believe about pastors and how pastors should behave. Let me start here. I think that people didn't handle this well because they think that Matt's lying. I've said that already. I think that people think that maybe the church is being too heavy handed with this, or maybe they're being heavy handed because they know something we don't, or maybe they're being too heavy handed. All he had was a conversation with this woman. It's interesting. If the shoe was on the other foot and they didn't announce anything and they just went forward with it, maybe they silenced this woman. Maybe, maybe they didn't address it right now. And then down the road, Matt did have an affair and then it came out. That in 2022, they could have handled this situation well, but they didn't. If the shoe was on the other foot, you'd be ticked off, right? Why didn't we say something? Why didn't we tell Matt that his behavior was unwise and unguarded? See, I have this problem with this, uh, this picture. We, we react to this news so fast. And we don't stop to consider the fact that if the shoe were on the other foot, we would be reacting. I don't know. I feel like there's no grace for any situation in the church. And and maybe that's kind of getting at the heart of this podcast. It's all about deconstruction and why people are walking away. Maybe we struggle to trust the church because the church has earned that recently. And I understand that. But what does any of this have to do with deconstruction? See, my top three reasons in the last episode for the reason I believe, this is just me, the reasons I believe that students are walking away from the faith or deconstructing their faith is number one, we've handed them a broken system. Number two, we have leaders who are living double lives and we're falling morally. And number three, there's a significant amount of church hurt because of these last two issues and many more. And people are walking away. Those in my conversations and in my research, those are the kind of some of the top three reasons that students are deconstructing their faith. 
what the village church is experiencing is the intersection of these ideas. I I don't think there's necessarily a broken system of faith. I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I've really held the village church in high esteem. Um, they've been a church and, 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 and pastors on their staff that I felt like I could look up to and learn from. But we have found out that Matt has had this unwise conversation on DMs. As quote-unquote innocent as it is, right? He didn't have an affair. He didn't steal money. He's not secretly an alcoholic. He's not being domineering with his staff like all these other pastors that we've seen fall. This is not a moral failure. I think it's an unwise misstep. But there probably is going to be church hurt. There probably are people who are going to walk away and say, see, not even Matt Chandler. I've seen some people on TikTok celebrating this move because the whole reason the whole reason I brought Matt up in the first place long before the announcement was even made was because he had that viral clip about deconstruction. Here's a clip to remind you. You and I, look look, okay. You and I are in a day and age where deconstruction and the turning away from and leaving the faith has become some sort of sexy thing to do. I contend that if you ever experience the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ, actually, that that's really impossible to deconstruct from. But if all you ever understand Christianity to be is a moral code, then I totally get it. And if you find yourself in that spot, I'm telling you, I love you right now, and we'll sit down with you, and you don't have to punt on this thing. You might not have ever tried it. To receive, to receive the mercy of God in your soul is to forever be changed. I'm not saying you don't struggle at times. I'm not saying you don't get confused at times. I'm not saying you don't get bothered at times. I'm saying you, you can't walk away. So, so we've got to get the gospel right. There's, there's so the people who were offended by his clip, his, his comment on those who were deconstructing, they were upset and they, I think they felt belittled. So when they saw him need to take a step down, they celebrated it. In fact, I saw several people talking about this situation with the village church with a smirk on their face. And it makes me sad. It makes me sad because I know we've already lost the battle in so many ways. It's almost like we love these gotcha moments more than we want to see churches restored and pastors restored. So what does this have to do with deconstruction? It comes down to this for me. Some are going to deconstruct because the church has done something wrong. Others are going to deconstruct, pay attention to this, because they perceive the church has done something wrong. What I estimate about this situation is that the church, the church hasn't done anything wrong. Now, maybe I'm overstepping there, and if I am, I apologize. But it, simply put, elders holding him accountable, right? Matt submitting himself. Now, Matt made a mistake, for sure, did something wrong. But the church is handling it well. But the onlooking world perceives that all these churches are doing something wrong. I think believes that there's something more that we're going to find out. They perceive the church has done something wrong. Well, every situation is different, but I found it interesting at the number of people who don't believe that we're being told the whole story. And I guess, you know, like I said, if the church has a bad track record, I guess I can't be surprised. And if Matt and the Village Church are withholding information and we find out it's way worse, then those people on TikTok were right. 
And those people in my ear that are saying that there's got to be more going on, they were right. But the sentiment holds true. Okay. Let's step all the way back. Cause like I said, I don't actually care to do a deep dive on the village church situation. It's really not my heart. I, I have no desire to just sit and do an expose. <laughs> this is, this is not for me. Okay. What I care about is that we step all the way back and we look at what it looks like to walk gently with those who are deconstructing or those who have already deconstructed their faith. That's what I care about. Now, as we learn more about the situation, as it rolls out, uh, maybe I'll make comments, uh, probably will not make many comments about it. Again, that's not what I'm here to do. What we are here to do is take a step into season two of this podcast. Um, I wanted to tell you specifically what you can expect. Now, you already know at this point that we're going to be interviewing students from my student ministries, but I wanted to give you a peek into the survey that I have sent out. There's 13 questions here and I've uh, have them in front of me and I'm going to read these 13 questions that I'm asking these students. So I will tell you, I've had several students take this survey already. I'm going to be interviewing some of them. Some of them requested not to be interviewed um, for various reasons and I am absolutely okay with that. But as we step into season two, I wanted you to have an idea of what we're going to be talking about. Okay, so here's the first question. In a general sense, did you enjoy your youth ministry experience? What are your thoughts on what and how you were taught in your youth ministry experience? Did you feel loved, cared for, and supported? Why or why not? Did you have friends in your youth ministry experience? Did you feel like you were a part of the whole church or mainly just a member of the youth group? In what ways have you changed your beliefs since your youth ministry experience? Did you feel safe in your church and your, your youth ministry? Why or why not? In what ways did you feel like you were failed in your youth ministry? Were you taught wrong, led poorly, mistreated, etc.? What did you feel like was missing in your youth ministry? Did you feel like you could ask questions about your faith or the church? Did you feel like you were prepared for the next step in life as you graduated from your youth ministry? Why or why not? Did you pursue church involvement after your high school years? Why or why not? And last but not least, is there something that you'd like to add about your youth ministry experience that wasn't included in the survey? Those are the 13 questions, and I can't wait to share these interviews with you. So this this year's been incredible putting this podcast together, uh, but I have kind of learned the work behind putting it together between the interviews and the recordings and the editing and all of that. And I want to make sure that I do this well and that I'm not leaving you guys waiting. Uh, originally, my idea was to post one episode a month over the course of the summer. I had some content that I wanted to squeeze in, so I started going twice a month. Um, wasn't exactly sure how often I could do this. Here's what we're going to do. Season two, in order to let me get ahead of things, season two is going to launch in January, January 2023. So today's episode is coming out on October 1st. So we're going to take a two month break 
And then we are going to be back in January and we're going to have these interviews with these students that have graduated from my student ministries. So season two is going to launch on January 1st, 2023. And I can't wait to share those interviews with you. And thank you so much for tracking with us so far. I really, really appreciate it. We'll see you in 2023.